want to start kind of with this this opening screen, um, keeping it a little lighthearted. Uh, th- there's this really cool. I love this guy, the 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 illustrator, the cartoonist here. He calls himself the Marketunist. You can see his website there, Marketunist.com. Um, this is not a plug. I don't work for him or anything. I just follow his stuff. He's a really good illustrator and, and pretty funny about business topics. And um, it's it's not always all marketing, but it's it's all business and marketing sort of related. So um, these were these were I've been seeing these pop up lately. He's been doing a lot of um, content. He he typically will focus on some of the the buzzier topics and. Um, uh, things of that nature that he'll he'll do his cartoons about. So I thought these were really funny because they they kind of show really everything about what a lot of the conversation is around, around um, chat GPT in particular, artificial intelligence. Um, and and I thought it was a, a good illustration of like probably what, you know, if you follow this conversation at all, you've, you've probably heard a lot of these, these elements of things. So I just want to give you all a, a second to to read it and and I, I'm I'm going to provide a a copy of the slides after the we're done. So, um, hi April Kathleen. Okay, um, thanks for joining everybody. Thanks for signing up. Really appreciate it. Um, I I am uh, an enthusiast, I guess, of AI and and ChatGPT and and Bard, uh, which is Google's version. Um, and then all of the Chrome, uh, Google Chrome extensions and the tools on the web and the apps that are coming out. Um, I, I did kind of jump on this back in November when it launched, maybe not the day of, but within the first 48, 72 hours. Um, and at first I was kind of like, eh, whatever, you know, whatever, that's going to be fine. We already have artificial intelligence we already have chat bots right like every not every website but a lot of websites have chat bots it's been around forever this is cool but then you know everybody made a big deal about it and and i had you know some really close friends that were sharing it and telling me oh what, did you know it can do this have you tried this so i started getting getting in and playing with chat gpt um, and i did sign up early on on bard uh as well which is Basically, at this point, it's still a chat GPT clone, okay? Um, but it's Google's version, and uh, we're not really touching on BARD today, but I will say that pretty much what we talk about today can all also be implemented at the moment still, for the most part, into BARD, except that BARD is not, uh, does not access the internet and is limited to up to September 2021 content, uh, whereas ChatGPT, there's a there's the freemium version that will limit any knowledge in its database up until September 2021, uh, or if you pay the 20 bucks a month for the latest updated version of ChatGPT, which is 4.0, uh, which I started to do a few months back, it does. You can put a link in there, or you can ask it to provide more up-to-date information. So for me, it's been it's been worth it. So, uh, without further ado, if you had a chance to read read all these, my personal favorite. I don't know about you, um, bottom bottom right, because I've always been about not being a guru with social media. That's my focus, and that one that one really spoke to me. So. Here's what we're looking at today. Uh, small business, big impact, scaling operations with chat GPT, harnessing the power of AI for your small business. Um, on the left there, it, again, so this is not a plug necessarily for chat GPT. That is their logo. It's it's like half their logo. I did a little QT design thing on Canva there with it. I'm not a graphic designer. Tried to make it kind of cool. Um, let me know what you all think. Um, I'm also pretty minimal when it comes to um, a lot of words. There's some slides that probably have the most words that I've ever put on a slide in here, but I, I definitely try to adhere to the Guy Kawasaki, Steve Jobs um, presentation models if I can. Uh, so you, I'll be I'll be explaining a little bit more and answering questions. Of course, I'll, I have time left for Q and A in the end. Um, here's what we'll be talking about today. So brief introduction: three things about ChatGPT 
Um, with them, I'll get to that if you don't know what that means in a minute. Some examples, which is really going to be the bulk of what we talk about, uh, and then plenty of time for Q and A. So save those questions or put them in the chat. Uh, like, like I think Chelsea, you mentioned about if they want to put them in the chat, we'll get to them at the end. Um, that's that works just fine. So just setting level setting about me. Why should you listen to me? Um, I maybe have a little bit more experience with chat GPT than some of you all in the room. Some of you, we may be equal. Um, I've, I've been studying it a little bit more and trying to utilize it in, in um, consulting and in just various levels of, of what I do with social media, with marketing um, on the whole. So I, I am pretty active in the local community and the startup and entrepreneurial community uh, with our YesPHX ecosystem. Um, happy to be a hub advisor since day one, I think it's safe to say. Um, always honored when I get invited to do these, these sessions and, and to um, work with any of the small business owners and entrepreneurs um, in the hub program. Um, President of Social Media Club here in Phoenix, the Phoenix chapter, for a few years. That club has been around internationally, a uh, nonprofit organization since something like 2006. And Phoenix was one of the very first couple of chapters. There's some legit OG social media people in Phoenix, in case you didn't know. And the Arizona, I should say, not just Phoenix. Um, I'm lucky enough to hop on Fox 10 Phoenix in the mornings, um, often to, to talk about social media trends, usually things like that. And then my full-time gig is with this thing you probably never heard of at ASU called the Knowledge Enterprise, which is the research side of the university. Um, so a lot of the, the research involved uh, elements of the university, not any really in the colleges or the schools, but programs and initiatives um, is is where I'm, I'm managing digital and social uh, for those those brands in that portfolio. So, um, ChatGPT, you've heard this name. It's it's really going the way of Kleenex and Xerox in the sense of branding, where no one really talks about Bard as much. Um, even though it's Google's product, most people, when they think AI and, and these bots and the, the generative AI, which is what this is, um, they say chat GPT, right? That's, oh, chat GPT, this and that. That's where, when you say you want a Kleenex, everybody doesn't say tissue. Most people say Kleenex or most people say I got to Xerox this rather than copy this, right? So that's where that's coming from. Um, OpenAI is the company that created chat GPT several years back. Microsoft, several years back, had the foresight to basically acquire OpenAI and fund it. Um, and that's why you see uh, ChatGPT being implemented um, into Bing and why Google needs its own AI product that's similar to this. Uh, that, so there's, there's a warring faction happening there. So real quick, three things about ChatGPT. I'm going to explain that palette in a second. Um, understanding the capabilities of ChatGPT, right? It's uh, It generates human-like responses based on the input that it receives. So yes, it has a database. That database was all created by humans, right? I mean, for the mo in some way, shape, or form, that information got in there from, from us. Um, so it's it's iterating from that, which you've probably heard about questions around ethical standards, um, you know, art artists um, and plagiarism potentially, or uh, if you're asking ChatGPT to do something like um, write uh, an essay for school, that's been a hot topic where how can teachers now detect what students are doing with this potentially in a, in a plagiaristic way. There are tools for that. We won't really get into those today. Uh, but there's it's a very gray and developing area right now in terms of all of those elements, <laughs> in terms of um, figuring out exactly, well, how are we gonna control this, right? So right now, it is it is the Wild West. It's, there's no real regulation around any of this. Um, there's been some congressional hearings with, with people involved, with the founder of, of OpenAI, Sam Altman, um, but there's no regulation. It, it's probably coming at some point when we don't know. Um, 
but it it does draw from existing elements and even the the pay version is pulling from elements online so it's 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 gathering information and creating its own version um optimal version not always optimal versions all kinds of versions um privacy of your data and security another thing to remember about chat gpt in any of these ai systems is um if you're putting something in which you can input information you can input your own um, news story or something you wrote or something you created um, text-wise, you can input that and that becomes a part of the ChatGPT OpenAI database. Uh, so if you have anything proprietary uh, <laughs> or that isn't for public consumption, please do not input that into ChatGPT. And it's, it's kind of um, that simple. Um, lastly, it's, this is meant to be a complement and not a replacement for our expertise. Um, I'm in a particular industry, social media, marketing and digital, um, marketing content, marketing is also included in there, right? Create creative elements are all involved with that. I am not threatened by this. And uh, here's why I know many are. I, I personally don't feel threatened because I feel like the people that are going to succeed and the companies that are going to succeed are going to use elements of this, not all the time, uh, but they're going to they're going to figure out really good ways to implement um, what this can do. And it's not going to replace what I do. So as a social media marketer, you know, people think I just post stuff on Facebook and Twitter and Instagram all day. Um, there's actually a lot of planning and strategy that goes into that um, ahead of time, right? So a good example is when, if you remember during the Super Bowl, oh, about a decade ago, when the lights went out on the 49ers and the Ravens, uh, there was a very famous tweet. It might be, it's probably one of the top three most famous tweets because it happened during the Super Bowl. Um, it was on the spot and Oreo, I don't know if anybody remembers and they can put it in the chat. Put it in there about what Oreo tweeted, and I'll, I'll give you a second. But Oreo tweeted, and it seemed as though, oh my God, wow, what, how quick that was! Awesome, they thought of that right on the spot. Well, they did think about this tweet in the in the in the moment they created in the in the moment. But there's all kinds of approvals and things that have to happen before that, right? So there was preparation for that in the moment um, tweet, and it was it was about dunking in the dark you can still dunk in the dark. And there was a graphic with the Oreo, um, I think it was in a spotlight. And I don't have the visual here, I'm sorry, but I can always, if you want, I can send it. Or if you Google it, it'll come up. Um, the Oreo was being dunked in milk with a spotlight, but it was all dark around it. And it said, you can still dunk in the dark. So they came up with the message real quick on the spot, uh, but there was a lot of planning that went into that. Now, bringing it to ChatGPT, let's say that happened today. And they wanted to say, input into ChatGPT, the lights just went out of the Super Bowl. We are Oreo. We want to create a tweet that relates to this. Could it have come up with that tweet? It probably could have. It really wasn't about the, the message itself. The message was pretty basic, right? You could still dunk in the dark. Um, but leading up to that, there are all these elements like, would they have been able to get approvals for that? So, among other things, so to this being a complement rather than a replacement, there's all these other pieces that go into things, right? So marketing, social media marketing, there's a lot of other elements of social media marketing, aside from just creating the, the, the text in the tweet or creating a graphic um, that will not be replaced uh, necessarily by, by ChatGPT. Um, or AI. Um, and that, that goes for a lot of different elements. So the palette, why I pulled that up is because for a painter, you have all your paints, you know, you, you have your, your, your palette. It's, it's all there. You can go and they exist and you can create, but until you as the painter are mixing, mixing the paints, creating new colors, um, 
creating paintings, designs out of the, the new paint colors and out of the, the constantly iterating colors, right? It's, it still needs that human element to, to make, make sense on a, on a painting like that, right? Yes, there's digital art, we all know that, but that's a whole different piece. Um, when it's a painting, this, is the, this will augment what you can do. You could just take a brush and one color and paint. But if you have this palette and multiple colors and you're able to mix these things, it helps augment what you do. Okay, um, ultimately, what is, what is in this for me? That's what WITHAM stands for. What is, what is in this for me? What's in this for me? And I use this a lot within marketing, within social, even digital, just in general, because this is the key element of why you're going to pay attention to anything and why you're going to want to learn anything, why you're going to, when you're scrolling on Instagram or, or social media, why you're going to stop and read that post um, or why you're not going to stop and read that post. It's very selfish, right? And we're all like that. It's, and that's what it preys on. That's what these, the algorithms prey on, right? So learning about ChatGPT, you're here. So there's some reason why you're here to learn more about this. It may curiosity, it may be, you know, you want to grow your business and you think maybe there's some elements here that can help. Um, but there's some element of, of what's in it, what's in it for, for you. Um, in terms of business, here's the, the four main elements I would say where it can help. Um, providing insight into your into your business, analytics insight, which can lead to more efficiency, a higher efficiency, um, making things better for your customers, which of course is always good, and, and leads to more, uh, leads to growth, which is the last one, leads to more business, leads to growth. Um, so that's that's where we're coming from with this particular um, tool, right? Which that's what ChatGPT is is it's a tool. Okay, this, this is the bulk of the presentation because I really wanted to get into this with you all as business owners, entrepreneurs, solopreneurs, maybe some of you. Um, here's, here's a couple of examples I came up with. I, restaurant and a financial service uh, type of company. So the restaurant, I listed the items here. Uh, in terms of the, the uh, demographics, um, it's an Italian restaurant where we're creating this out of scratch, right? So this does not exist, although it'd probably be pretty good. Um, Italian restaurant in downtown Mesa, they offer sit down, takeout, and catering. So kind of full service, right? Um, family owned and operated, which means it's not just one person running the whole thing. Uh, there's multiple people, employees, a, a group of people, and has some resources. Um, they need overall marketing help. So they're trying to get more, more people in the door. Um, they're trying to get just everything, catering, more orders, um, more awareness, right? Um, Cactus Capital is the second one. Um, it's a one-person one show serving the greater Phoenix area generally, um, does things virtually and in person. And they're trying to optimize their business. So these are the two examples I wanted to start with. And we'll go through and regardless of what level you're at, um, we're gonna go through the, some of the prompts and the results. So a prompt is something that you put into ChatGPT, you enter it in, and it's going to give you a result based on what you, what you input, right? So for Mesa MRNR, here's, here's the sort of the timeline of, of what we're doing, and I'll show you the results. Um, so they're looking for marketing. They're looking for more overall awareness, actual you know, conversions in the sense of people coming through the door or taking orders, more orders. Um, and so they're looking for marketing ideas. You know, if a, it's a restaurant. It's an Italian restaurant. Restaurants... There's only so many ideas that you can do, allegedly, right? So can we take advantage of this chat GPT tool to create more possibilities that are different or are just even different versions of some of the things that exist already? 
um, but also keeping it realistic, right, for, for what this is. Um, so first prompt that I put in on the left, I told it to act as an expert restaurant marketer and write a list of 10 marketing ideas for a small family owned and operated restaurant Mesa that only an Italian restaurant in the greater Phoenix area could do or offer. And I, I further provided the context of ideas should be realistic and budget and overall resources available to this type of business. So I tried to, it's still pretty relatively general, um, but there are some, some specific, specific uh, specifics in there that, um, to nail it down a little bit more, right? But we'll keep going with that too, because I put that in, I got a result. The next item I put in there was the next one under keep going. I asked it to please provide 10 more ideas, but make them out of the box. So whatever the AI considers to be out of the box, um, come up with those. The next one I put in was great. And you see, I compliment the AI. That's just, it is me. I, I don't know. I, I'm, I'm trying to be nice in case, you know, Skynet does come and take over. At, on the off chance, I don't think it's happening, but I want to be considered one of the nice ones if, if it does. Um, so I thought to keep revising, uh, please provide 10 more ideas that no restaurant of this kind has done before. That's a big ask. That's, that's a big ask because how, how is it going to know that? I don't know but I'm gonna try it, why not? Uh, and then lastly, it's kind of the decision-making point, right? Pick the best ideas from those lists. And I defined what I meant by best as the most potential for bringing in the most repeat customers. Try to give it some context. The more you can do that, the better. The more specifics you can give, the better especially if you're starting from a, a, a high level place and, and iterating down. So here are some of the results that we came up with. There's a lot here. <laughs> I could have asked it for a hundred. It would have spit out a hundred. Would they all be good? I don't know. I, I don't know, but I just, I kept it, kept it simple, right? 10. So um, I actually, I want to make, I made the notes here for these specific to describe what they are because I, I couldn't fit it all on the, on the uh, slide. So I'm reading from my phone. Uh, marketing ideas, local ingredient highlight. The idea is that you collaborate with local farmers or produce providers to highlight local ingredients and special dishes. Is that a unique idea that no one's done before? No. Again, these are the initial 10, right? But that's a good idea. That's you maybe, maybe as a restaurant, you haven't thought of that. Cooking classes. Offer the classes where customers can learn to make authentic Italian dishes. Good idea. You know, again, these are things to pick from. Can you even do this as a restaurant? Maybe you can't do all these, or you can only do one. It's still a, a, at least one new idea that you can take advantage of and maybe see the benefit from, right? Um, wine tasting nights. Partner with local vineyards or wine distributors to host these nights, right? Pair, pair them with appetizers, that sort of a thing. We, we see that here in, in the Phoenix area already. Community event participation, self-explanatory, family meal deals. Obviously, you know, that's, that's kind of an obvious one, I think, for probably most restaurants. Social media, um, it provides some slight detail, but that is one. That's an example number six of um, asking it to continue. Right. So, okay. Tell me more about social media promotions. Be specific as to what platforms, um, what type of campaigns could I run? What type of posts and when? Um, all these specific questions, you can go into so much detail just with that one, just with one or any of these. Right. But social media is obviously, it covers a lot. Um, collaborating with local businesses, a loyalty program, pizza pasta of the month, and a newsletter. Right. So when I told to keep going, now we're getting into some of these, these other ideas. A mobile Italian kitchen. <clears throat> Consider investing in a food truck or a mobile extension of the restaurant. How realistic is that for everybody? I don't know. A VR dining experience. Partner with a local tech company to create a, a virtual reality experience where diners can feel as though they're eating in an Italian vineyard 
or a bustling street in Rome. Now, do I want to sit in a restaurant with a VR headset on and eat? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. It could be a fun one to try out, right? Maybe especially with the new $3,500 Oculus. I don't know. But not Oculus, uh, the Apple one. That's $3,500, $3,400. It's an idea. Mystery meal nights. I like this one, actually. Host a night where, where people can choose what they're going, or they can't choose what they're going to eat. Instead, the chef prepares a surprise multi-course meal for each table. Now, obviously with that, it would have to be specifics as to what people are able to eat. Um, dietary restrictions would have to be considered ahead of time. But even with those, that could definitely be a fun one. You go and you don't know what you're going to get. You know you're not you're going to be okay, um, but you don't know what you're going to get. Um, if, if, has anyone seen the menu on uh, HBO or Max or whatever it is? The menu, uh, which is a kind of a creepy um, menu, uh, creepy restaurant-ish thing. Yeah, very creepy. Thanks, Rachel. Um, Let's see, pop-up dinners at unique locations. I think that speaks for itself. Um, interactive pasta making, teaching people how to make pasta, um, whether that's in person or virtual, right? Live cooking shows, we've, we've seen those, especially during COVID, I think we saw a lot of those. Culinary tourism packages uh, where you're collaborating with local travel agencies, not bad. Um, a little more on the higher end side. Um, community kitchen events, chef's table experience, um, where they, a small group of diners can enjoy a multi-course meal in the kitchen, watching the chefs at work. So good, cool ideas, right? Okay. The next one is the one where we said, uh, no one's done these before. Um, restaurant time travel. It's not really time travel, but theme the restaurant around different eras of Italian history on different nights. So you change the, the whole place and, and redecorate for a night. Guest chef program. There are some companies that are some restaurants that do this. I've seen it. Um, AR menu, um, develop an, a, an augmented reality app that allows customers to visualize dishes. I don't know that that's going to be realistic for everybody. Uh, cooking competition, uh, language lessons, edible art exhibitions. I won't go into detail on all of these as we continue, but um, the last one, the last row, make a decision, right? So that's where we told it to go through this whole list and pick out the top the top ones that will potentially generate actual returning customers and, and success. And so it came back with these, you know, could a restaurant, Italian restaurant do a couple of these? Probably, you know, they're worth trying out. They're worth trying new things. Um, so that's, that's an example, right. Of, of these, these prompts. Let's go through cactus capital a bit, because this one was a little different, right? So if you, if you don't own a restaurant, this one is probably more along the lines of what you what you could use it for. Um, so, uh, business op optimization. The prompts the prompts that I'm giving it typically will start with act as this or an expert on this because it, it puts it in that frame of mind, puts it into that that voice of this type of expert. Um, will you get the same results if you don't do that? I haven't compared the two necessarily, but it's just kind of like a best practice. You act, tell it to act as an expert on, on this, right? So uh, I told it to act as an expert on ChatGPT with their MBA, um, provide a list of 10 ways the um, Cactus Capital could use ChatGPT to optimize their business, right? And then a separate, now this is a separate prompt, a separate ask, lead generation act as this type of expert. How could this type of business generate new leads as well as bring back old ones? See, we'll see what that generates. Content creation, you know, they, they're in need of, of marketing. Act as an SEO expert. Draft a blog post for this type of business about an important topic. I'm not even specifying the topic. It's just create a topic for taxpayers to be aware of specifically in the summer, because right now we summer just started, right? So I'm approaching it as we're in the season right now, what would be topical. Um, lastly, website analysis. I think this one is, is really underrated. And this could, this is 
applicable, not that the other ones aren't, but this is applicable for really anyone with a website. If you plug in your website and you tell it to act as an expert in web development, um, something along those lines, analyze this website and provide details on what it's missing, what could change or be added um, for the user experience, right? And this, I, I really like this one. Um, and again, this does not necessarily replace someone that does this for a living, because if you're not a web expert, guess what? You may probably will still need to hire someone <laughs> to go in and, and update this. Maybe not in every case. It just depends on what the recommendations are. If it's basic, like if you have a WordPress site and it's basic, um, you know, updating headers or contact information that's missing, you could probably do that. But if it's something else where the page itself, the, maybe the sitemap is bad or something, um, it could be, it's definitely a job for someone else. There, there's that element too. So here are the results. Um, for business optimization, here are some of the suggestions. Again, they're not all going to be ones that are able to be implemented by you as the business owner, especially if, if you're a solopreneur, it's your own, it's just you. Um, a lot of these are very high level also. And, and the other thing is there's always a disclaimer around the information that this chat GPT or any other of these AI tools spits, spits back out at you that you have to, you have to fact check it. You have to like review it, especially if it's an area like this person is a CPA or accountant. Um, they would definitely want to review the, whatever comes back that they're planning on potentially using. It's always advisable to consider what it gives back to you as a first draft of something. Um, you have to review to, for accuracy. Uh, we've seen some examples of that. I think a, a lawyer in another state submitted like a case brief <laughs> to, to the court uh, from something generated in ChatGPT. And it was, that's not a good idea. Uh, I believe he was disbarred. Uh, don't do that. <laughs> don't do that. And don't do that when you're messing with people's finances and taxes. Um, but there's some elements here that, you know, it can, what it does is it can eliminate some of the, the initial kind of tedious work um, that the repetitive work that once, as long as you check it and it's fine, well now, okay, well, that's been done. You know, that's, that's good. I can move on to the bigger pieces that I, I really need to focus on. Um, so for the business optimization, those are some of the elements, you know, pre preparation of tax reports. Um, it, what it noted was it could be used to generate narrative sections of tax reports, providing clear and concise explanations of complex financial data, right? So, so helping in that sense for the narrative pieces, not necessarily the, the numbers pieces every time, but more the narrative. Um, sending automated reminders, you know, connecting, you can connect chat GPT through an email program to do automated emails, um, training new staff. Specifically, it says it can be used to train new staff members by providing responses to hypothetical tax scenarios, helping them to learn faster and more efficiently. So it can generate those things almost like an FAQ section, which is another great piece. If you plug in um, that information, it'll, it can give you that, or it can even potentially provide FAQs for your business. Maybe you haven't thought of, you know, if you ask ChatGPT, um, what are, what are, 10 FAQs, frequently asked questions that uh, get asked of a, an accountant, right? And then it comes back with those. And maybe there's ones on there you didn't even think about. Now you can add those onto your, your website, obviously, as long as they're accurate. Um, some of the ideas around lead generation that it, that it came back out with. High level stuff, um, but they're ones that you can dive into more. Right. So content marketing, email marketing, social media engagement, those are all very high level. You can take one and dive more into content marketing. Please, you know, expand on content marketing for an accountant, an accountant uh, CPA business, right? A financial services business. What type of content marketing uh, could be could be done? Um, keep going, keep iterating, keep keep narrowing down the specifics on, on these questions. Um, 
SEO optimization. I mean, some of these are they're they're high level. Then content creation, I did have it write a blog post. This isn't obviously the whole thing, um, but it it created this blog post about five summer tax tips to help you maximize your tax savings. So, and it did that in about ten seconds, right? So, is is that good for for creating blog blog content? Again, you're reviewing it, you're adding your own expertise in there, your own voice, um, for sure. And then website analysis we can get into some of these specifics here because um, when I plug that in for analyze this website, boom, here it is for user experience. Here's the link. So it came back and said some of the specifics. So visual engagement, the website seems to lack visual content, which it was a very text heavy um, website. And it was a financial website, by the way, I'm not going to say what it was. It was like a local, local um, financial services website. Um, they mentioned high quality relevant images or infographics can make it more appealing. Content organization. Content could be better organized with clear distinctive sections. For example, the services provided could be displayed in a more visually engaging manner, such as using icons or images. Um, this would help users quickly identify the services. Call to action. While there are so there's some important ones in here. This one is one of them. While there are mentions of a free consultation, the call to action could be more prominently displayed. They could be made visually distinct and placed strategically across the website, not just at the bottom, which I, that's like a, a basic, I think, for anyone that, that's analyzing a website, that's something that they would catch right away as well. Client testimonials, um, social proof, which is in addition to testimonials, any awards, recognitions, things like that can help. Um, SEO optimization, that would be one you'd want to dive more into with more specifics. Interactive elements. Um, if you can implement a live chat or a tax savings calculator, those are, again, some of the, the basic ones that a lot of those types of sites have. Um, optimizing for mobile. It feels like, you know, we should all know this, but every site doesn't do this. It doesn't take it into consideration to optimize for mobile. Could the website benefit under content marketing for uh, from a blog or a news section, right? So that's where the blog, the content creation piece comes in create a new tab for a blog, and then you can copy paste these, these blog posts that you create um, final versions of and, and, and put those in there. Accessibility is a big one. You know, not every, every site is accessible for every audience. Um, you, diving into that is very much worth it because there's also some legal ramifications around a site not being accessible. Uh, they, all sites should be accessible at this point on desktop and, and mobile. So those are some of the ideas, right? Um, here's some other general, very general prompts that you can input um, for really any kind of business. Um, they're, they're based around a lot of different things, right? Um, anything from drafting a, a business plan to budget to market analysis, metrics, um, really anything you can think of. You can take this information, these asks, prompts, and plug them in and, and generate help for your business. And then it's all about the iteration. It's about drilling down from there, like we did in, in those two examples. Um, really, the restaurant example is, is more the primary one, um, where you're continuing to ask, okay, provide more detail on this. Please, please provide more detail on that. Um, that's where the benefit is really going to come for the things that you can actually use and the more specific you can get about your business, you know, it, tell it, you want to tell it that I'm a, I'm a one person show in Chandler, Arizona, in this zip code. And this is the type of business. This is my, uh, customer base. Here's the audience I'm shooting for. Um, I'm, I'm only in, in person only. I don't do any virtual. It's all walk-in or, or by phone, um, at least, you know, on a, on a lead generation basis or by email, whatever it may be, right? As much as the detail you can give initially, and as you keep going, as you keep drilling down, the, the better responses you'll get. And it is, it is a bot. It's a chat bot. So 
you don't have to keep saying the same thing over and over again and adding to it. You can just talk to it as though it's a conversation and say, like I did, where I was saying, oh, great. Now, now give me 10 more, right? Start with, give me 10 marketing ideas. Gives the ideas, the next prompt. Awesome. Give me 10 more. And you can just leave it at that. And you can say, okay, give me another 10 more, except this. Um, and, and keep going in that, in that sense. Yes, Wade, it remembers little conversations. Absolutely. Questions. I, I saw the chat was uh, going a little bit, so I hope that was it was good. <laughs> it was it was good chatter. Um, I would I would just preface again that this is a very high level look. If you are on TikTok, <laughs> you you may already be an expert in ChatGPT from all the TikToks that that you see. There's a million tools already. Some work, some don't. Um, there's Chrome extensions. I use one on YouTube that, um, when I click the button, it summarizes the video that I'm watching in a, in a, a little transcript thing, um, on zoom, you can, if you record meetings on zoom and take the transcript from that and input that into a particular tool, actually zoom has its own tool. Um, it will spit out a summarization of the meeting. You know, list the top point in bullet point form. Very easy, easy to read, concise form, and, and summarize the meeting. So there's there's so there's Excel uses like spreadsheet uses like crazy. So there's a lot of different use cases and and tools that play play into this and use ChatGPT sort of in the background to to do all this. Thank you so, so much, Vincent. Yeah, I so, think you there's. Yeah, let's dive into Q&A. I know there have been some questions that have been popping up through the chat. I've been keeping track of them for you so we can awesome. dive into that. Additionally, if anyone has any other questions, feel free to add them into the chat. Um, if you would like to, you can also use the raise hand function. Um, if you and I can permit you to talk just like you would have a conversation in real life, you will come on screen with uh, Vincent and I and be able to ask your question. Um, as well that way. Um, so I had a couple questions coming through. Um, I'm gonna start kind of from the back and then work my way um, forward. Um, we, you kind of touched on in the very beginning, some some just overview things around um, ChatGPT. Um, can you, especially around privacy, so I think that's where my two our two questions kind of originate. Um, number one, uh, are there, the question that was asked was, what about APIs and ChatGPT? Um, from what I understand, those terms of service do not force one to share data. Do you have any um, in insight on that? Or is there maybe a resource we can direct folks to to look in and learn more about APIs and how, how that data piece works as well? Yeah, I, I will say I'm not the, I'm not the uh, API web dev, uh, app dev expert, um, but I would say that anything Anything privacy related, I, I would just always err on the side of caution um, with data and and what it what it can access. That's that's the main the main thing, which I think probably everybody approaches it. Um, well, maybe not everybody, but a lot of people hopefully approach it that way. Uh, what's happening with the data? Uh, I know that there's also been a lot of things said around what happens with data with OpenAI and ChatGPT and um, I, it, it hasn't necessarily been all put out there yet, the policies and every single thing that goes on. Um, so just err on the side of caution, be, be more wary, be aware. I don't put, like for my work, right? I don't put any, any proprietary or embargoed information into chat GPT, right? And then on the, on the app dev development side um, and the APIs, the, I, I don't, I don't, I don't always trust <laughs> everything that that's said. Um, so I would, I would defer, I would defer to the people that are more the experts on, on that and, and see what they say. Totally. Um, as far as 
I know we've talked about, you know, there's a freemium version where you can type in stuff. There's also a paid version. Um, do you know anything about the upcoming business version of ChatGPT? Uh, I, you know, I haven't heard about a business version. I'll be, I'll be honest. I, I, what I've been using it for has been a lot of business purposes. Um, but I don't know when that's coming out. I, I mean, I've, I've heard about it, but not like when any details past it oh this is coming which it always makes sense because any of these platforms they're always coming with a business version <laughs> there's always a way to monetize it b2b right um so and and let's let's also remember that the way the way i usually think about chat gpt is it's it's repackaged ai right because ai isn't new ai is not new it's to someone just mentioned jim uh, yeah, Grammarly is AI. Um, is there's AI Facebook? The algorithms are AI, really. If you're thinking about how they they redirect us, our feeds, it, it learns our interests and engagement, and then it feeds us what it thinks we want to see. So I mean, and it goes back even before that. The AI has existed, and chatbots have existed. This is a a, a more approachable way, I think, for for many people. And it and it offers potentially a lot a lot more for more people than just a chatbot on a website or um, you know Grammarly is a great tool I use Grammarly as well and there's all these tools like I mentioned that are tied into this um, that are only going to it's only going to continue to grow it's it's huge yeah um, speaking of different AI and GPT tools um, which one do you like the best and for what purpose? Uh, the separate tools aside from ChatGPT. Yeah, or maybe what do you prefer Bard to ChatGPT? And then are there any tools that okay. are similar in nature that maybe that you like or use and, and what do you use them for? Yeah, um, I I would say that I guess I'm more preferential to ChatGPT just because I've been using it the most. Um, but and Bard was kind of behind when it when it launched you know a few a few months ago it launched not that long after chat gpt um but it's it was very much the same with same limitations i i do keep saying i would be shocked if because it's google's platform and they have so many years and decades of information and connection to so many things i'd be shocked if if bard is not close to ChatGPT or even past it at some point, maybe not this year, but maybe next year. I mean, whenever that is, just because there's so much more access that Google has to things. Now, ChatGPT has a lot of users, a lot of people inputting things and, and asking questions and, and it's iterating on a second by second basis as well and getting smarter. Um, but Bard has also has that plus all the other connectivity to you know they recently this month they um bard did an update about connecting you can connect like right to google docs right to google sheets right to slides where what's in the the screen you just click the button and it puts it immediately in there it just opens up a new sheet and we'll put it in the sheet and how it's supposed to be um so chat can essentially do that you copy paste or you can use something like like um zapier Zapier, I forget how you always say Zapier, Zapier. Um, but yeah, you, you, so through that, you can do a lot of things too. Um, but yeah, I guess that right now, preferential to, to chat GPT. I would definitely say too, like, I feel like I've just noticed, honestly, that there are more, um, more tools that are jumping on. Like if you use a tool already, so like Canva or like- um, Which has platforms, AI, yeah. It, they are now starting to, you know, reinforce or add in the feature and capability of some of this generative AI type technology. So, um, you know, even if you're not using chat GPT, you can still pull from some of the concepts, I think, Vincent, that you went over and how you work with some of your, yeah, exactly. Or, well, yeah. this is Bard. But yeah. yeah, well, I was, and I was just going to pull up Bard because just so people see what it looks like, it's, it's the same thing where you enter in a prompt and it'll, it'll spit out information. And then, um, you know, it lists some of the updates like I was talking about, but it's, it's not, 
it's not very different right now. It's if anything, GPT, the paid version is very different. Um, one other, uh, two more questions. I think we still have time for them. Um, also just like lots of, I see lots of great back and forth in the chat as well. You guys, I know there's some mention of like, if you have, if you want to get into like a deep dive on chat GPT and hear more different perspectives on it, Rachel mentioned that, you know, there's been different NPR posts. I think I've heard some of those like from New York times, like daily and things like that. So definitely check those out. Spencer also mentioned, um, you know, using some AI tool built into tools he's using to so definitely check out that comment as well. Um, so I'm going to come jump us back to our questions, though, to keep us on track. Um, yeah. Can you review how you did the website analysis prompt? Was that through the paid version or is that something you can do? It sounded like one of our attendees was trying to do it and it got the response from ChatGPT that says it cannot analyze the specific website. Yeah, so I, I do use the paid version. Um, I, I will say that up until I was using that, the, the chat GPT 3.5 version, when I would put a link in, it, it was still like, if I would say create tweets from this news article, it was doing it and they were, it was a new article. It wasn't something old. So I don't, I don't, I was, I was questioning that myself in the, in the past, but I just eventually for me, the 20 bucks a month, not for everybody, but for me, it was worth it. And I wanted to see the new one. So I did, I did do the pay version. Um, and then I did the, let's see. Um, the, uh, where is it? Where are we here? The, the prompt is on the, on the slide deck for the website. And I did. I can do it really quick if you bear with me. Cool. Pull it up and I'll share it with you. Awesome. Okay. Share my screen. Yeah, I feel like this is one of those really helpful things that, um, you know, it is so like your website is one of the most important properties for your business. And so to do a quick analysis on it and even to just yeah. get that feedback, like you said, to then go to, go to someone to say, Hey, I need to make these changes. Or what do you think about these changes? These are some ideas I have. Like it just, it could be so very helpful. So yeah, I'll turn back over to you. <laughs> um, so I, because I have the pay version, there's this little uh, toggle so I can select this browse with Bing. And then I put in this and then um, I don't know, website wise. Is there a, anyone want me to put in a website, put in the chat. Website, anybody? I'll drop it in. We'll analyze it live, real time. Who's got one? Nobody? Oh, there, there we go. go. Got a couple. Oh, oh, yeah, okay. All right. <laughs> Sam, you were first. You were first. Woo. Let's see, let's see what, it, what it does here. If I can pull it. Okay. Everybody see the screen, right? Yep. Okay. So I will say 4.0. It's not quite as, it's it's still quick, but it's not like instantaneous, like 3.5, just because it does browse the web. It, it will tell you what it's doing. Clicks on the link, does this stuff. So it, it's going to take like a minute, but this will be worth it, I think. You need to have like the, the thinking Jeopardy music on. Rachel yeah. said it reminds me of the guys who pull you on stage for a dating app makeover. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> no, this is all good. No. I I, Spencer just mentioned he thinks that browse with Bing was the piece that yeah that's missed. when you have when you signed up for the paid version um I I would say you know if you can if you can spend the 20 bucks try it for a month you can, it's not like a contract you just cancel it um try it for a month and and see if a lot of the the prompts that you're doing involve needing current information you know current uh access to the internet it, you'd be surprised how much it doesn't actually depending on what you're doing, right? Like a business plan. You may not need current access to the internet for that because that's there's so much information on that from over time that it may just be in there. So here's what we have going. It'll, it'll it's gonna keep going. Um, thank you for being the, the volunteer, by the way. I appreciate 
appreciate you doing that. It's great too that it's kind of giving, I, you know, it's really helpful that it's not just giving you like a bullet point, but it actually gives you the uh, more oh, yeah. full text so you can understand it, like what it's it's telling you. Yeah. So it gives, it gives these tips, but then all anything, anything, you can always, always drill down more into anything. Right. Um, so again, real quick, let's try, let's see FAQ page only contains two questions and right now cover all the common queries. Okay. So please provide 10 FAQs, FAQs. Right, so that they don't always have to be in detail, crazy detail either. They can be pretty general questions. And it's yeah. like, are these, yeah, are these, these are questions that people signing up might have or Sam, confirm, confirm or deny for us. Are these <laughs> questions that people ask <laughs> that they, do they email these type of questions? Do they ask them in person? Do they call? Do they ask them on social? Yeah, they're good. Okay, good. <laughs> <laughs> awesome sam oh this is so great i'm so glad we got to do this Good. and you know to your point and just kind of coming back and vincent i don't know i know we're right at time do you have time for one more question yeah okay fantastic so just a reminder too like as vincent said like this is a tool and you also should treat all of this as first draft so make sure you're double checking because there have been things where it like puts out incorrect information and all of that so just yeah. like Make sure you're double checking on it. Um, okay, so here's the last question I got. Um, can you talk on how accessible this will be in the future? I tried signing up with my personal email a while ago and it kept saying that it wasn't available. Uh, and then my friend told me to use my school email and it let me in right away. Any thoughts on that? Oh, I use, I use my Gmail. I mean, this is just from my Gmail. So I'm surprised um, maybe, maybe it depends when you tried to sign up. If it was too close to the beginning. Although, I mean, honestly, I was on there with the first week, first few days I was, I was in there. I'm using my regular Gmail. Um, I didn't get that. I'm, I'm trying to think if it sent me, like it said I had to wait and then it, it sent me something right away. That's what it was. So when I went to sign up, it did have to send me an email back. It said, we'll let you know. And then it sent me an email, but it was pretty quick. It was like the next day um, or even that the same later that day that it said, here, you can access this. BARD was the same way um, access wise. So I I don't, I haven't heard anything about it not being accessible except for the fact of um, how many people signed up, especially right away. Um, the number was insane as far as how many users signed up. Here, watch, how many users signed up for chat gpt in first or also this is a search engine by the way it's it's not necessarily I, you can approach it as as that and that's why google is so like on this and bing is so on this because it is a search engine it's it's providing you these answers and this information that um you would normally probably go what would happen did it let's try let's try again sometimes it does that um you'd probably go to google to you know to search for and then it would take you to another place right like help me create a, a business plan or how can i create a bit it would take you to a links right where you go to to find that information there you go 57 million monthly active users in the first month, right? That's outrageous. <laughs> That's outrageous. Um, so that might've been a piece of it. I, I would say maybe try it again now, unless you're cool with using your, your school email. Um, but maybe, maybe you just, you know, you want access with your personal email. Um, cool. <laughs> Yes, 
I don't know the, the people on the back end of this. I I don't they're I don't know how they're doing it, but it is it is such a, a neat technology, and I think you know there are some valid I think valid points being raised you know in general about the tool and things to be examined, but it also is just helpful I think for for small business owners and to be knowledgeable of how they can use the technology. Um, and to your point, you know, I think, like you said, it's part of our palette of the things that we can use to do business better and, and to help us be more effective. So um, really, Vincent, I know we're, we're right at time. I don't see any more questions coming through. Um, but I just want to say thank you because I think this session was really helpful. And, you know, I think I learned a couple new prompts today that I was like, oh, I should maybe think about incorporating some of those as yeah. well. Um, so definitely really appreciate that and everything you've shared um, and seen lots of thanks in the chat as well and how helpful this has been. And so I appreciate you all taking your lunch hour to to do this session with us. As I mentioned um, in the chat, the session has been recorded and we will be sending the recording out to y'all as well as the copy of the slide deck. Um, Vincent, I don't know if you want to share any contact information I, um, with, uh, in oh, the chat. Oh yeah, I have yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll, I'll put in the, is the chat okay, I guess? Yeah, totally. And I'll send out the slide deck so people can also, um, you know, get it from there too. Um, and of course, as always, don't hesitate to reach out us out to us here over at Hub if you have any questions. Um, I dropped the link uh, in about Hub earlier on um, in our webinar chat, so don't hesitate to reach out to us there. Also, Vincent is one of our Hub advisors, so if you're in a city that has one-on-one -on -one, free one-on-one -on -one support available, um, make sure you apply to the program and you can book some time with him to talk a little bit more in depth, whether it be on prompting your yeah. chat GPT or just with his other areas of expertise with social media and content marketing and all of all of the above. So Vincent, thank you again. This was amazing. I think we all learned something. Everyone have a wonderful rest of your Tuesday. Thanks everybody. Thanks Chelsea.